Hi, everyone. You're listening to It's No Citizen Whoa, Kane. Whoa, Rachel, Rachel, no. What? No, we, we changed our name. We did? Yeah. What's our name? Uh, One Person's Trash is Our Treasure. Wow, that's long. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> 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 uh, so if you didn't hear from our uh, hilarious tweets a couple weeks ago, <laughs> um, we we are changing, we changed our name. Yeah. So now you can find us at our website, onepersonstrashisourtreasure.com. Or on Twitter, at Optiot. That's at O-P-T-I-O-T. And on Instagram, we are at OptiotPod. Uh, we're your hosts, Rachel. And Jen. So today we're going to be talking about a romance novel called Fire in His Blood. Yeah. By Ruby Dixon. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Ruby Dixon's books. She has another series called Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> Fun fact, we actually recorded an episode, a lost episode, <laughs> that um, has some audio issues about the first book in Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet Barbarian series. So this was not the first Ruby Dixon book I'd ever read. Yeah, we um, really loved the Ice Planet Barbarians episode that we recorded. And Jen really enjoyed the book. Yeah. Uh Unfortunately, the audio just, we can't make it work. So yeah. we're hoping to re-record that soon. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned before, I'm a massive Ruby Dixon fan. I have read every single book that she has published, just about. <laughs> I'm still catching up on Ice Planet Barbarians because I think we're on book like 15 or so now. She texts me every time a new one comes out because she's so excited. <laughs> Literally just the other day, the third book of this series came out and she texted me. <laughs> Yeah, so I highly recommend everyone go to Amazon, check out Ruby Dixon's books. They're super fun to read, you guys. They're, they're really great. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun talking about this. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Fire in His Blood by Ruby Dixon. <laughs> yeah. The premise of the book is a futuristic post-apocalyptic world in which dragons have attacked and they are ravaging the land. It's like The Walking Dead with dragons. I was gonna say Fallout 4 with dragons and no radiation. (laughs) Yeah, that works too. Yeah, dragons instead of radiation. Mm -hmm. The heroine, her name is Claudia, and she lives in this um, settlement, again, think Fallout 4, called Fort Dallas. Fort Dallas. Yeah, so it's supposed to be what was once the city of Dallas in Texas, and um, not the whole city. It's just a portion of the city which they barricaded off with walls of old automobiles. Yes. Another thing about this world is that each city or fort they're considered now, they're really isolated from one another. There's not a lot of communication across the world anymore because um anywhere you go if you're not protected within a fort you're at risk of being attacked by dragons yeah the dragons are super like monstrous they're feral um you find out throughout the course of the book i don't think this is too much of a giveaway spoiler whatever the dragons have a madness affecting them so this series was written by ruby dixon and i felt with this book that she was holding back. Really? Not holding back like 
not wanting to go there, but holding yeah. back, like, I felt like the whole first half of the book could have been condensed into half of what it was. That's I, interesting. I, I just felt like the first half of it was really slow. Not a lot happened. And I didn't, I don't feel like the world was even described as well as I wanted it to be. Actually, I forgot about this. But when the book first came out, I bought it the second it came out. I, I buy most of her stuff right when it comes out because yeah. I really love Ruby Dixon. I, I I know you, like, text me when something new comes out and you're really excited about it. Yeah, I, like, you know, Jen and I like to make fun, but I genuinely love these books. And, you know, I, I did have a really fun time reading this. I have more criticisms about this than I had about Ice Planet Barbarians, but I did have fun reading this. Yeah, like Ruby Dixon's really, really great. Go check her out. She has she writes really fun books. Totally. But I do remember that when I first bought this, I started reading it right away because that's generally what I do when her books came out. I, I drop everything else I'm reading to read her stuff. Mm-hmm. And I do remember I got halfway through-ish and kind of had to force myself to go back and power through that part so yeah. that I could finish it. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I thought it was particularly boring, but I think you do have a point in that the beginning could have been condensed. It's slower. Yeah. Yeah. Not as much happens in the beginning. So Yeah, that's that, fair. That's what I mean by I felt like she was holding back. I felt like more uh, could have happened sooner. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Something that I did find interesting about the world building of this universe was that usually when you see dragons in fiction it's in a more medieval setting Mm -hmm. and this is futuristic this book i kind of consider a weird cross between sci-fi and fantasy yeah you know i mean and that's that's what i really like about it usually when as you said there there are dragons it's a medieval setting but this i wouldn't even consider necessarily sci-fi but the post-apocalyptic genre is generally sci-fi, yeah. you know? Yeah. So with this, you have the fun combination of those elements. And I love both genres. I, yeah. I tend to lean more towards fantasy personally. And I tend to lean more towards sci-fi. Yeah. So, <laughs> But I did really find this to be a super interesting hybrid, and I was really fascinated about that part of it. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing that we should kind of hammer home about the world building is that this really is a post-apocalyptic world. There are no resources left. And one of my biggest criticisms is the lack of resources. Now, things like electronics, but mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to assume that everyone is just scavenging like old cans of beans for food. And what bothers me is this is an organized society. It's basically a dictatorship. It's basically a militant government. But, you know, they never thought, hey, let's designate this one chunk of the fort to to be a garden. Yeah. (laughs) Or to to raise livestock. Or or let's send some of our shitty soldiers out on scavenging missions for the whole fort. Yeah. Like, there are herds of animals all over. Fort Dallas is, as I mentioned, only one small portion of the city. The rest of the city is just ruins. But now there are herds of animals that are always, like, going through and... There is game out there to be caught, mm-hmm. but no one is supposed to leave the fort. Right. It's a, it's illegal, actually, to go yeah, scavenging, which exactly. is kind of insane. Yeah. That's basically the world. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, that kind of brings us to the, the, the very beginning of the book, actually, as yeah. I just remembered how it started. Yeah. <laughs> the book starts with our heroine, Claudia, in a prison cell. 
she's being kept in some room. It's not like a traditional jail, again, apocalypse. She, She describes Fort Dallas, and she explains that she lives... In the poorest area of the city, yeah. which is in the middle of it, which is the least protected from dragon attacks. And uh, they live in inside a bus. Inside an old school bus in mm-hmm. the back of it. Yeah. And she lives there with her little sister, Amy, and her friend, Sasha. Yes. And Amy is not as young as Claudia kind of makes, makes her, her seem. sound. Yeah. yeah. Claudia says she's 25. That Amy's 25? No, no, no. Oh, Claudia okay. is 25. Okay. That means Amy must be no younger than 19. Yeah. From the way she describes it, you'd expect this to be a 14-year-old. Yeah, for real. It's pretty obvious that Amy's going to get her own book. Yeah. So I can't imagine she's younger than 18. Can you tell from my facial expressions that I have an issue with their dynamic? Oh, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the opening of the Rift was the mysterious event that brought dragons to this world. The rift is still up in the sky, mm-hmm. and that is where the dragons came from. And when that opened, Amy got hurt and damaged her leg, and it never set properly, and she is now stuck with a limb for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Sasha, they kind of found her, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they really go into it in the first book. No, but they all stick together. Sasha's just kind of their friend. Um, they all live together. Which is very nice. I'm very down with that whole, you know... Well, this is a world where you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Claudia mentions many, many times throughout the book that Sasha has to basically whore herself to one of the soldiers of this militant government, basically. Yeah, she, in men- order- she mentions it many, 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 many times. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she she has to do that to get food for herself when Claudia can't scavenge enough to feed them. Yeah. It seems that apart from Sasha sometimes doing favors for her friend, as Claudia says it, other than that, the only one of them who, like, works is Claudia. Yeah. Uh, doing scavenging and selling things on the black market, which is illegal, obviously. Yeah. But um, it, it makes sense Because Amy can't really walk. It does make sense. I'm not saying it doesn't. I just, it seems like Claudia really looked down on sex work. Obviously, all of these women are in terrible situations. And it's awful that, as Claudia puts it, the only job a woman can get if she doesn't have connections is like a job at this place. She keeps referring to blowjob Betty or something, which is like, even that is like such a reductive title. And like, I'm, I'm not saying it should be glorified at all. I mean, Sasha, what she goes through is awful from what we see in the first book. But the fact that Claudia treats it as if it's something that she would never stoop to and she would never let her sister stoop to that, it really turned me off. Yeah, actually, what's interesting is that When you look at the reviews for this book, a lot of people had similar things to say about Claudia. I personally didn't see it that way. I totally understand where you're coming from. I see it more as she is angry and she thinks poorly of the men more than she does of the women and she thinks poorly of the work more than the women. Yeah, I mean, I I do see that. Personally, I, I did feel like there was a weird... Like, she didn't, she she thought, she felt she was above it. Which, like, I mean, I'm not saying she she isn't, but, w- like, who's she to say that the other women who have to do it aren't? 
Yeah. I was turned off by it a little bit. No, I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely um, angry at the, at the men more so than the women. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. That's one of the things that I find the most interesting about this series. You see a lot of post-apocalyptic media, like The Walking Dead, but I find that The Walking Dead tends to focus a lot on the men. And there are a couple yeah. of moments where you do see the effects of this new society on women as a group Mm -hmm. but usually that's through the eyes of men like oh no my girlfriend this happened to her you know yep (laughs) but in this book it really is about how these women find ways to survive yeah it is yeah and that's what i find unique about this story kind of going back to the beginning of the book claudia explains how she's in jail and why she's in jail and then it's for scavenging yeah she's a scavenger So then she's brought to the mayor's office, and he tells her that she has been arrested too many times and that she is now going to be banished from Fort Dallas. Yeah, she needs to be made an example of. Yeah. Yeah. And Claudia very understandably breaks down at the threat of being banished. Yeah. Claudia seems so no-nonsense, tough. Maybe she is a little judgmental about other women, but she gets shit done. Yeah. You know? And I found it very interesting that she actually does have this moment where she loses her stone cold act. Yeah, I remember thinking that was super interesting, too, because being exiled from one of these forts is a death sentence. Not only that, but she'd be leaving Amy and Sasha without any way to get food, Mm -hmm. you know? So she's very devastated. And one of the soldiers kind of takes her in and he says to the mayor... Well, why don't we use her for the experiment? The mayor agrees to use her, and they keep referring to her as bait. Mm-hmm. And the soldier points out that in Fort Orleans? Yes. Which is supposed to be New Orleans, I guess. I guess, yeah. They heard rumors that a woman tamed a dragon, and that that dragon now defends the fort from other dragons. Mm-hmm. And the captain also makes mention of, what, five other girls who they had used in previous experiments. <laughs> and it is not clear what happened to them. Yeah. It it just says the five other women were just gone. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they were eaten. We don't know if a dragon took them away. We, we literally don't know. They probably all banged dragons. Probably. If you haven't guessed, that's what this book is about. <laughs> Spoiler. So, <laughs> so Claudia is brought up to this really tall building, and she's literally tied to a pole at the well, top. Also, first, they um, there's this very strange sequence where they make her bathe. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, I, I, I did think it was interesting, and it was a fun little insight into Claudia's character and the world, and that, like, they don't get to bathe. Like, soap is a luxury and stuff. So I did think that was kind of interesting, but it was kind of funny that, like, she's she's been captured, and she's about to be dragon bait, and they're like, take a bath. Yeah. (laughs) And they make her put on this ugly, weird dress. Yeah. Which, when they tie her up to the pole at the top of the tallest building in the city, they just rip off of her. This makes no sense. It was weird. It was really weird. But they rip the dress off of her. So she's just tied to a pole naked. I have so many questions about that. Why do they have her put on the dress in the first place? Why does she need to be naked for this experiment? (laughs) I mean, 
I mean, I guess now I know, but, like, do they know that the dragon wants to bang the women? Well, that's the thing. It doesn't seem like they realize that's what's going on. No, so why did he strip her? I don't... It's really weird. So, anyway, she's naked, tied to a pole at the top of this building, and, you know, they all leave, and she's freaking out. Yeah, yeah, Understandably, she's really upset. (laughs) Yeah. And... I I would have been more worried for her if I didn't know that the dragon who found her was probably going to be her future boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) Claudia's tied up to the pole, naked, Mm -hmm. freaking out, and a dragon comes, and it's a gold dragon. Natch. Yeah. He shows up and he starts sniffing her, and then he starts nuzzling her. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she closes her eyes, thinking she's about to be eaten, and when she opens them, there's a naked man in front of her. Woo! Because these dragons are shifters. Yeah. They shift into basically human men. Basically. Basically. There are some differences. Uh, One more point I want to make about Claudia. I feel that this is very important. She has red hair. She is a redhead. Yeah. Her dragon likes that. Her dragon does like that. Dragons would like me. (laughs) (laughs) Jen's a ginge. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about this dragon. Let's talk about Kale, his name is. I think it's Kyle. Kyle. You know what? Shut up, Rachel. I I believe at one point (laughs) it says that it's pronounced like Kyle, but with two syllables, like Kyle. It does. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Kyle. Kyle. Okay. Let's talk about Kyle. Okay. (laughs) He's supposed to be human-shaped, of course. When he's... In his two-legged form. Right. His dragon form is his battle form. Yeah. And his human form is his mating form. I don't know. They don't really, they never really name it, but that is how they mate. So. That's the name um, of the podcast right there. Mating form. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. We still got to talk about his penis. (laughs) So, um, he's very large. (laughs) In his two-legged form. In his two-legged form. <laughs> he's, like, close to seven feet or something. Ugh. And, yeah, I, I don't understand why. Okay. That's okay. so large. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have a lot to say about the way he is described in this book. Let me talk about it right now. Go. Go. Okay. In his battle form as a dragon... Claudia says that she that he is the size of a bus, but then later says that his head is the size of a car, which makes no sense. Does she really? She does. I don't remember that. Yeah. She makes she makes both comparisons at least twice. Huh. Okay. So so when when imagining him, I don't know how large to imagine him. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. You know, now that you mention it, especially when reading the second book, there were a lot of inconsistencies in my head as to how large the dragons are. Yeah. Because on the one hand, I feel like they're huge. Yeah. Like, we're talking... I can't make a Game of Thrones reference because you haven't caught up. Uh, <laughs> like... I can't make a Critical Role reference because you haven't caught up. <laughs> that's... Yeah, that's weird. Because it seems sometimes like they're really, really big. Yeah. And then other times it seems like they're manageable. Exactly. If you <laughs> if you say that a dragon is the size of a city bus, I go, oh, that's cute. That's adorable. That's a pretty small dragon. Yeah. But then you say that its head is the size of a car and I go, holy shit. Yeah. Huh. Maybe it's the size of like one of those little smart cars. Nope. <laughs> it specifically said Volkswagen. Whoa. Yeah. Or maybe it's just really weirdly proportioned. <laughs> 
that's what I ended up picturing at one point. <laughs> like some weird cartoon dragon. Yeah, like he's super top heavy. Aw. <laughs> like he's like a T-Rex and his arms are really small. That's so cute. Except they're not because he can grab stuff. Also, how would he fly? Oh, yeah. That skull's got to be really heavy. Yeah. That's not Damn. That's not very aerodynamic. Okay, so that's that's my issue with the dragon form, the battle form. My issue with his mating form. I have a couple. Okay. One. <clears throat> One. A lot of his body parts are measured by whether or not Claudia can fit her hands around. <laughs> so... His bicep at one point is, um, now I have small hands, but Claudia says that she can't fit her two hands around his bicep. That's pretty big. Yeah. And I guess it would make sense if he was almost seven feet tall. Maybe it's just that that's not my bag. Yeah. That that like bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other, the other thing that she says is that his, um, dick, (laughs) which she describes very early on. Because he is unclothed yeah. when she sees him in his human form for the first time. But his dick, later when she gets her hands on it, she can't <laughs> <laughs> She can't fit her hand around it. Yeah. That also seems pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it's just so... I know he's a dragon, but it just seems so unrealistic. Dragon dick. Okay, no, but the other thing, which I expected her to go into later when they did the nasty, but they didn't, is that when she sees his penis for the first time, she, like, says that there are, like, scaly barbs on it. Oh, which yeah. Which never comes up again. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think we're just supposed to assume it has, like, a scaly pattern on it. Yeah, but doesn't she specifically say that there's, like, I wish I could remember. That it's, like, ribbed for her pleasure? Well, <laughs> Uh, kind of, but I remember the description not sounding pleasurable. Like, yeah. I, I remember reading the, the description and going, yikes. So that was a big one. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess those were my only problems. I just, I, like, his differences, I wanted to be highlighted more. Let's talk about the fact that when dragons came through the rift, and at this point in the series, we don't know why. Mm-hmm. When they came through the rift, something about our dimension, our universe, makes them go crazy. Mm-hmm. And that is why the dragons have been attacking. And the only way to make them not crazy is for them to mate with a woman. This is a little out of order, but can we talk about why they're crazy? Sure. Okay. Because they do, they do talk about it in the first book a little mm-hmm. bit. But the, this our world, something about our world makes the female dragons go crazy and be like in heat all the time. I think that's why they're crazy <laughs> because yeah, they're in heat twenty four seven. Okay, <clears throat> but their 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 madness won't allow them to mate with other dragons. Yeah, and that makes the dra- the male dragons go crazy. Well, I thought the male dragons were crazy because the female dragons were in heat, so they were constantly being, like, attacked by these mating hormones. Yeah, and they can't mate. Exactly. Yeah. That's why That's why the craze, that's why the madness lifts when they mate, is because yeah. they finally got laid. Which yeah. I think is kind of shitty. You, in what way? Uh, in the way that, like, it makes me think of the male dragons and Kyle as that shitty dude who's, like, 
super nice to you to get into your pants, and then if you reject him, he turns into a super asshole. Really? Yeah, because there are a couple times when, like, he'll be trying to get with Claudia, and then Claudia will be like, no, and he'll be like, no, and then he'll, like, get super pissed. Even after the madness clears, at one point she doesn't want to bone him, and he's like, oh, and he, like, gets kind of angry about it, and, like... You know, he, he's like, I'm not mad at you, but it's like, all right, man. <laughs> and so, like, that had already happened when they explained why the dragons have this madness. And so then when the when the whole thing happened where it was like, okay, the dudes are going crazy because the chicks are in heat and won't let them mate with them. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. <laughs> that seems like a metaphor. I didn't see it as the women won't let them mate, but that they're giving off constant mating hormones and it's like literally at a biological level driving the men crazy yeah i get that but it just see i find it really interesting that we disagree so much because i was i thought this was actually a really really creative alternative to the mars needs women trope where either all the women have died off the species inexplicably cannot produce enough females for the men Mm. because that trope is my cup of tea you know, yeah. I love that trope. And I thought that this was a really interesting, kind of a new way to approach that subject. Yeah. You know, that hasn't been done before. I think that's true. But the, I mean, the Mars Needs Women trope, I like it, but it has to be done well. I always feel bad for the for the women in that race that they've died off for whatever reason or whatever. Oh, so and I, I don't. It's not that I identify with them more than I do the heroine. It's just that like, why for my enjoyment should this fictional race of women like have to suffer? I just it's this weird like I I feel bad for the female dragons and I I think it's shitty. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I I totally know where you're coming from. I did actually kind of have a little internal debate with myself while I was reading this when they mentioned the dragon, the female dragon thing and how they're in heat. Because on the one hand, I was like, this is a really interesting way to go about this Mars needs women trope. But on the other hand, I was like, am I okay with this? You know, because I totally agree. Okay. Here's what's going on with me. I have I have a an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other (laughs) when I'm reading a romance novel. And the angel is like, no, this is bad. This isn't feminist. And then the devil is like, yes, this is your candy. You love this. (laughs) So I'm constantly at war with myself because Uh there are good ones that set off fewer of my feminist alarms, Mm -hmm. but they're less fun. (laughs) (laughs) I have problematic catnips. I and you know I mean okay we we talked about this in the Rumpelstiltskin episode it's it's okay to indulge in that kind of thing as long as yeah. you know that it's wrong no I I totally I totally agree like I'm like, not shaming myself yeah yeah but yeah like, no I, I'm <laughs> just, just saying I'm just over here like Psh, I didn't have a problem with yeah. that and you're like this was so bad and I'm like no okay. and I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be high horse or whatever it's just like I and I, I was so fresh in my mind and I I remember. I, like, I just read it. I spent the last two days just, like, sitting in my chair and reading this book and, like, kind of getting frustrated at a couple parts and, like, it, so I, I I don't know. And, and I think I think part of the reason it bothered me was because I had already had that thought about Kyle and the way that he reacted to some of her, like, no, not right now kind of st- stuff. 
I, yeah. I had already had that thought about him, and then the dragon thing happened, and I was like, okay, so this is, seems like... <laughs> yeah. You know. So this might actually be an appropriate time to bring up the major point I had in my notes that I wanted to discuss with you. Okay. So we've already established that this is a society where women have to trade their bodies for food and protection. Is it any different when Claudia mates with Kyle? Nope. I had actually thought the Are same thing. Are you just thing. a harsh nope? Not a harsh nope, but I had had the same thought when she was talking about, like, well, with Kyle, I'm safe and I'm provided for and he's hot anyway, so why not bone him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. And I and I was thinking to myself, you were so, like, down on the, the other women, you know, ha- having to turn to sex work to survive and... and Hey, do what you got to do to survive, especially in this world that is hard and harsh on, especially on women. But yeah, it was a, I mean, it's a little hypocritical. It is actually, I hadn't even thought of it to that extent. Um, I was just thinking that for women in general, you know, she sets up this world where women are struggling so much, but then she kind of offers this alternative where like, now women are, this is an alternative path for women to be saved from this terrible life. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of ways, it's exactly the same. Yeah, you still go about it the same way. Yeah, you still have to give up your life and give up your body, even if, even if you're enjoying it, even if it's great, the most mind-blowing dragon sex you've ever had. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's, that you're still kind of whoring yourself for food and protection Mm -hmm. because these dragons their entire purpose in life is after you've mated with them is to feed you and keep you safe and protect you from other dragons and to eat you out (laughs) i was just about to say and to pleasure you i do think that's really interesting i thought about it a little bit while i was reading it but yeah that definitely solidifies my feelings about that. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't even considered the part that you brought up about it being hypocritical on her part. It's a little different. It obviously. is a little different. It's a lot different, let's be honest here. Like, she's way safer. She's choosing this. But at the same she's time... kind of choosing it. By the end of the book, she's cool with it. But, like... <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I'm probably we, misremembering We, we haven't talked about it, the, the, the vampire part yet. the fire part (laughs) yeah okay so back to the plot well i mean he takes her and brings her back to this his territory or whatever and um i mean okay (laughs) before i read this you you told me a little bit about it and 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 you were like and it's so cute he brings her a deer or whatever and i like i was expecting like a moment lifted out of how to train your dragon (laughs) and that was not what it was that's how i envisioned it really yeah i thought it was precious we had different imaginations (laughs) (laughs) well they even even well let's explain what happens okay obviously she's gotta eat Mm -hmm. so he goes out hunting to get her food to get her meat and he grabs a deer right he does it several times. The first time he brings her food, it's a goat. Right. And she doesn't go with him. They're still on the top of that building yeah. that she was left for dead on. And he brings it back. That part was kind of cute. Cause yeah. Because it, it was a little, like, he drops it and she just, like, stares 
yeah and, and him and like they haven't spoken or like, yeah he you know he's still like he can't speak english mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um and this is when she tries to run away because he he turns around to pick it up to bring it closer to her yeah because <laughs> he's like what what are you stupid yeah Eat i it. thought that was really cute because he like drops the goat and he's like yeah you <laughs> <laughs> i guess that part was kind of cute i just <laughs> maybe i'm just like it, my my memory is muddied by like parts after that yeah where where she like describes being traumatized by watching he, like, him gross stuff alive yeah yeah but yeah. that's that she tries to run away from him and um that was a short-lived escape plan yeah so okay i did think it was cute i understand that later on it's kind of traumatic but i also like that ruby dixon explores the fact that this is just how dragons eat Mm-hmm. That's just nature for them. Yeah. And there are these differences that they do have to work through. Yeah. There were moments that I thought were really interesting because I understood why Claudia was freaking out. But I yeah. also, like, objectively, he's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> like, you objectively, I mean? like, you're, like, why are you freaking out? He's a dragon? No, not why are you freaking out, but just, like, like I would probably freaking be freaking out, too. But objectively, while reading the book, he's a dragon. Of course he's going to rip people's throats out yeah he's a dragon yeah that's what they do he's gonna roast a cow alive of course he is he's a dragon yeah (laughs) so before they leave this building claudia had been left for dead on the soldiers come back if we haven't made it clear the soldiers in this militant government are shitheads they're all pieces of shit they accept sexual favors from women for moldy cans of beans and scraps of food mm-hmm. and they use their power to get what they want from people especially women it's disgusting they're really gross yeah something that i actually thought would have been interesting happened here and i thought it was gonna go one way and then it didn't really go that way <laughs> and i felt like it was kind of like unmined potential because when the soldiers are coming up the stairwell she overhears them talking about her and about how they've left her up here and like there's no body on the street and we we just want to see like what's become of her <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and they're kind of they're being kind of shitty about it yeah you know and then as soon as she calls out don't come up here the dragon's still up here they say oh we're here to get you the mayor changed his mind and she like instantly believes them does she she kind of does maybe that was i mean maybe i'm making an excuse but maybe it was more of like a, oh, God, thank you for saving me from this dragon. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. These are the people that left her for dead. Yeah. And like, like all of a sudden she's like, oh, the, the mayor changed his mind and he wants me back to the in the yeah. city. And it was like, like, I guess I could understand it being desperation. But I kind of thought it, it bothered me a little bit. And I was like, well, I didn't realize that you were that gullible when you talk over and over about how weak your sister and your friend are. But I thought it would have been interesting if she had thought that they wanted her back, that they had changed her mind. Like when she went back, when she goes back later. Mm-hmm. I thought there would have been more focus on the loyalty that she could have for the fort versus what she ends up having because of the way that they treat her and her family. Because the initial plan was for her to tame this dragon and have it defend the city the way the girl in Fort Orleans had. Um, 
but then like they just like leave her out there with the dragon and yeah. I, so so i just i thought that would have been interesting to explore her loyalty to the fort more. that was exactly what i was hoping for when i was reading this because yeah. i was like this is gonna be awesome yeah like this bitch she's gonna go all daenerys and she's gonna have like a dragon here to defend the city from the other dragons but then i was a little worried that it was gonna be like you know fire and ugh. no 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 like gold like the male dragons against the female dragons oh, and yeah. i didn't want that necessarily that yeah but i i totally know what you mean about how this was unmined potential yeah i where... thought i thought she was gonna go back to the fort thinking oh i'm back you wanted me back thank yeah. god you're letting me back in and then she was gonna like find out that they didn't really want like that they weren't really on her side it was gonna yeah. be this thing and I, and I that's I when it started to get slow for me that, now that I'm remembering it. Because then after that, it's just kind of like page after page of them not communicating. Mm-hmm. Because yes, they still exactly. can't speak. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I do know what you mean. I mean, not a, not a lot happens in the beginning. A- after the, the soldiers come t- to see what has become of her, uh, Kyle just takes her away. And... Not a lot happens until she runs away and goes back to Fort Dallas. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I save for one important thing. They bang. They had, like, made out a couple times previously. Yeah, they, they'd done some stuff. Yeah. And also, <laughs> um, he's always naked. Yeah. when he, Whenever he's in his two-leg form, he's naked. And it also seems like he's always erect. Yeah. Which, he should see a doctor. <laughs> He's just so attracted to her. Blech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's basically just walking around with a raging heart on. It's gonna be really uncomfortable, especially since she describes it as being super large. Yeah, like, I wonder if it starts to, like, weigh on him. <laughs> like, I wonder how like does he get tired? Aww. <laughs> Needs a little dragon nap. Aww. <laughs> um Does he have a penis in his dragon? I was form? actually just about to say, like, I wonder if he's constantly erect as a dragon too. It's just that she doesn't know what a dragon penis looks like. What does a dragon penis look like? Ruby Dixon, if you are listening, yes, please draw us a picture. Yes, let's. A, we have first to of all, con- draw us a picture of the dragons. We yeah. need to we need to clear up this head body discrepancy. Yes, yes, absolutely. But and put a little Claudia there for scale. Yes, good idea. But also draw his penis, please. So both in dragon form and human form, because we're still really confused about whatever scales were supposed to be on his penis. Yeah, I'd really. And I'm being honest here. Like I want to know. Me too. To kind of go back to the discussion about is she free? I mean. He doesn't really have a choice either. Like, it's either he goes crazy again or he bangs her, you know? Yeah. Because she anchors him to reality. Yeah, I don't know, though, if we've mentioned or not yet. What it's supposed to be is that the madness that is, like, affecting him starts to clear a little bit. And he can, like, think And you can tell by their eye color because when they're super crazy, their eyes are black. Mm -hmm. But when they're more sane their eyes are gold also when they're affected by the madness they can't turn into their human form yeah which they are more sane in their human forms which is actually why the females can't mate now that i think of it yeah yeah so in in a lot of ways he's just as trapped as she is because he's like you know i guess in some ways you can consider that for him 
it's either be crazy and murder people. Like, he doesn't want to murder people, like, innocent people. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think of him as the bad guy. As much as I, you know, have, have kind of an issue with him, you know, but I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think of him as the bad guy. Although he does kind of kidnap her, but but I I see what you're saying. It's it's I'm into it. He's <laughs> I get it. So they bone. Yeah. He they're making out against the sinks, and like that's how she wants to have sex with him. Which like seems... she's sitting on the counter. Yeah, and and then she's like, yeah, it's from. It's from his point of view, and she's like, we're we're supposed to assume that she's like, okay, put it in. And, yeah. <laughs> and he, like, doesn't understand her. And part of the reason he doesn't understand her is because uh, dragons don't mate face-to-face. Which I guess makes sense, kind of. Although, like, they have human forms. Maybe it's just because he doesn't remember how it was, like, before... There's a lot he doesn't remember from before the madness. So maybe he just, like, doesn't remember. Because it does seem like they were somewhat civilized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. Like, the way that he speaks. They had a societal structure. Yeah, and also, after they mate and they can communicate, the way that he speaks, it's proper. Yeah, it's very formal. And yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um... Like, I get it, but I thought that was funny and interesting that he was very confused about, she wants me to mate her from the front. Yeah, yeah. So so he, like, puts her on the floor. <laughs> I don't even, it's a, whatever. Sex scene. He, yeah, sex scene. And then, <laughs> um, and then I, <laughs> okay, she comes, like, four times. Yeah. And he, when he does... <laughs> he bites her. Yeah. Which I texted Rachel and I was like, vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and at first I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, that's right. He bites her to yeah. inject his fires. Right. Okay. Into because, her body. Because it's referred to as fires and it's referred to as venom. So in my mind, I'm picturing like jets of fire coming out from <laughs> You have the strangest mental pictures when you read these books. I really do. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just, sometimes the wording is just, it confuses my brain and I have a very vivid imagination. And uh, yeah, I it, it's, it, he, he says inject my fires. And so I, yeah. I literally picture like a jet of stream coming out of his fang and going into her blood. And then he also calls it venom. To which it's like, well, is it dangerous? Basically, what he is injecting into her is this venom that alters her DNA to, one, make it so that he won't burn her with his spermies. <laughs> and also so that her body will be stronger, but also so that they will be sexually compatible. Mm -hmm. Like, reproductively, <clears throat> so they can have babies. Yes. And then he proceeds to not burn her with his spermies. <laughs> but she freaks out, understandably so. That he bit her. Yeah. Not that, that he... he did not burn her with his spermies. <laughs> yeah, it's the searing pain from the bite that wigs her out. And she hits him over the head with a block of concrete. That's right. That was so 
awesome. I did really like that part. Yeah, like, she literally, like, they just banged. And she, like, was down with it. But then he bit her, and she was like, fuck this! And she she hits him on the head and bolts. I did really appreciate that. It was so funny. Like, this poor guy. (laughs) He doesn't understand. Well, also, poor her. She didn't ask to be bitten. No, I... No, listen, they're both justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she runs all the way back to Fort Dallas and sneaks in through where she used to get in and out from scavenging, goes to her bus home. And she's she's starting to feel very feverish. Yes. At this point, like, she thinks she's dying. She also is barely clothed. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Because she was, like, naked a lot of the time that she was with uh, Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she finds Sasha in the bus that they lived in. And Sasha's arm is broken. Yeah. And she also has a black eye, I think. Yeah. And um, the deal is that the soldier that she goes to to give sexual favors, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Like, is... he, he wants to beat her and hurt her. Yeah. In return for food. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, Claudia had been gone for, like, several days. I don't know how long it had been. I don't know how long exactly either. Yeah, but Sasha had to feed her and Amy. Yeah, so she gave herself up to this guy. Yep. Um, And Amy isn't there. She figures out that Amy is being held by the militia. Amy went to the militia to find out, because she thought her sister was being held there so she went to go try to get her back herself mm-hmm. and now they're holding her sister hostage yeah so claudia goes to the militia and she basically is like give me my sister back they're trying to get information out of her about the dragon and then she hears kyle talking in her head yeah and she starts responding out loud and the militia in the room are like are you talking to him <laughs> so she still doesn't entirely understand what's going on, but he's like, bitch, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a threat so much as he. <laughs> I think he thinks that she was, like, taken or something. Yeah, I, he, I don't think he thinks she ran away. Yeah. But he, so he comes for her. And. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did that earlier. Um, Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of comes and. Basically, he's, like, wreaking havoc in the city, and yeah. they're like, tell your dragon to stop. Yeah, she tries She tries to um, make a deal. Yeah, and they kind of turn it against her, and they say, we will kill Amy if you don't make your dragon stop. Well, it's also, like, if they keep her in the city, then she will have a reason to, Yes, to know. not destroy the city. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, there, there's a lot that's super fucked up about the whole situation, and just these clueless, like, Dudes, the the mayor was such a shit, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, just holding her little sister hostage. I I don't know. Like like, wasn't the initial um plan to have Claudia tame the dragon and protect the city? Yeah. Like, where did that go? You know what I mean? And, and yeah. I I thought it was interesting that they had no idea what they were doing, and so quickly went back on that. And mm-hmm. I, I I really wish it had been explored more. Yeah, I totally agree. So, Claudia kind of ends up escaping with Kyle mm-hmm. out of the city, pissed as all hell. I mean, also, she's kind of, like, 
she's effectively exiled what they yeah. were going to do to her in the first place. Yeah, like she's she's really upset though because her sister is being held hostage and she's really upset and she has no way to go and get her friend Sasha. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And at this point another dragon shows up and he is crazy. Crazy. He's crazy. Crazy. And <laughs> he uh likes Claudia. He thinks she's cute, I guess. Like that's kind of the way Kyle explains it, right? He says, like, he covets you. Yeah, but that's not... Well, no, he's like, oh, she's a cute little human. You know? Like, he wants one. <laughs> like, it's a, like it's a ferret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and Claudia says a couple times, like, are we just toys to you? But I, I, I don't... I didn't really... I didn't quite get that from he covets well, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, he wants one for himself, you well, know? Well, he wants a mate. Yeah. Yeah. And the way she describes him is really, um, she describes the way his head is kind of like tilted and his eyes are swirling from black to gold. Mm. And I thought that was a really vivid, interesting image because they're literally crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even just being around Claudia kind of makes him feel a little bit more grounded. Right. Yeah. They said that like just the just the thought of potentially finding a mate and having a mate makes him a little more sane. So they kind of stage a heist. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. To uh, get Amy and Sasha out of the fort and save them, and um, basically Dak agrees to help to, them. Yeah, by being the distraction. Yes. Before they go on the plan, the reason Dak agrees to help them. Is because there are females in the city and he could find a mate. Yeah. And specifically because Claudia wants to save her sister and her friend, Amy and Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, K- Kyle is just kind of like, well, he can take one of them for a mate. And oh, Cla- yeah. Claudia's like, hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Catnip. Warning. Oh, um boy. <laughs> The devil on my shoulder is like, yes. And then the angel is like, this is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, like, on the one hand, I find it a really interesting story element where women are a resource that men collect. (laughs) It's a really, no, listen, it's a really interesting situation to me. And it's kind of why the, um, Mars needs women trope is so engaging to me because it kind of puts the female character, it's not always done well, Mm. but it puts the female character in this position where she is being looked at as an object and it's, (laughs) no, no, listen, and and in a lot of ways, it gives her the opportunity to find agency within that. I didn't say it was always done well. Yeah, I get that. But it just is kind of funny. Like, like women are, what did you call it? Them? A resource? A resource. That men collect? <laughs> yeah, that's such a fucked up sentence. It is. I, I get it. And I, I, I get how it could be interesting in the, the agency thing, which I actually have a point to bring up about Claudia about that. Okay. Up until this point, she's been flying around with him just in his claws Mm -hmm. and she feels very unsafe yeah for whatever reason like i get it but also she like crafts a makeshift saddle Mm -hmm. to put on him and decides that that's safer well it has straps and stuff (laughs) it's a homemade thing that she's just like bungee corded on there i i i would have felt less safe but i did like 
how when they tested it out for the first time, like, <laughs> when she was talking about doing it and, like, making it and everything, I was like, this is stupid. This, is, <laughs> this isn't safe at all. How is this more safe than just him holding you? But then when they were testing it out, she frames it as her, like, taking a little bit of control back. And then I was more on board with it because I get that. And I liked that that was, like, a, a running thing. She, like, she mentioned it often that she wanted to be able to take some control back, so. Yeah, and... I also found it kind of delightful that they took this very romantic fantasy trope of this woman riding a dragon. I mean, it's all over fantasy. Like, we're talking Dragonflight, which I want you to read. Okay, good. Um, That's the fantasy series from the 1970s that I told you about. Oh, right. Yeah, it's about dragon riders. Mm -hmm. Um, Dragon Riders of Pern, for all of you... uh, old school sci-fi fans out there <laughs> um there's game of thrones with daenerys and all that and so they she, you know ruby dixon takes this romanticized fantasy trope of a woman riding a dragon into battle and kind of makes it like cool and modern and like kind of steampunky where she like makeshifts yeah. this awesome saddle and she's like not you know like her hair isn't flowing in the wind all beautifully like there are bugs yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needs to find goggles to put yeah. it, like she needs gloves and goggles and she needs to put her hair in a braid <laughs> yeah because you know this is real life mm-hmm. and you're on the back of a dragon and yeah. there's wind and bugs yeah and like that was kind of fun yeah i i expected to to think it was kind of dumb and lame it ended up really working for me i think because of that i think because Mm -hmm. it was it was modernized and made like more realistic than like the sweeping thing yeah which like all right i want to ride a dragon as much as the next guy and look beautiful yeah right (laughs) (laughs) like my dream in our one D &D campaign is is for my character to ride a dragon someday and i don't know why i just like I really want to. And it would be perfect and it would be sweeping and music would swell and everything. But like, that's not how it would work. No. And I think I was a little afraid that that's how it was going to go down here. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really liked that. I am. I really like the idea of her having a saddle. And I I understand your point about how it probably wouldn't be safer, Mm -hmm. but I can suspend my disbelief in that regard. Yeah. And that's what I ended up doing after it was framed the way it was framed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The thing about Dak taking a mate. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I'm very excited for the other books. I'm very excited to learn more about Sasha, and I'm very excited to learn more about Amy because we did not get to see Amy at all in this book. I feel weirdly protective of Amy, and here's why. Not because she has a limp and not because she's younger, but because Claudia has this, like, thing about how weak Amy is, yeah. and I really want her to be proven wrong. Yeah. I really want it to be that she underestimates her little sister. Yeah. Because I think that's, like, really unfair in a in a weird way. I don't know. I don't want it to be, like, that she really is, like, weak and helpless or whatever. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So they go to the bus where they used to live, and Claudia is kind of like, hey, Sasha, come outside. Well, first, Doc is supposed to be the distraction, and, and as he goes and, like pretends to attack he actually starts to really attack because the madness is taking control of him yeah so then claudia and kyle are like shit yeah (laughs) yeah so then they go and um stop at the bus where claudia sasha and amy live and sasha's like oh my god it's a dragon yeah (laughs) she's understandably freaking out yeah and claudia's like you know no trust me Let's go. I have no time to explain. Come with me. Um, <laughs> so they get on the back of 
Kyle yeah. <laughs> with her makeshift straps and saddle. But, but Sasha's not strapped in. Nope. But they're being shot at. Oh, yeah. And dragons are impervious to human weapons. Yeah. But they're not shooting at him. No, they're shooting at Claudia. Yeah. And super fucked up. Yeah. So Kyle is doing everything he can to shield her because the bullets can't do him any damage. Mm -hmm. They kind of take off and they're being shot at. And Sasha is not strapped in to the saddle and Mm -hmm. she falls off Kyle and... I believe they're about to go, like, swoop and try to save her, mm-hmm. but just before they can, Dak comes out of nowhere and, like, snatches her out of midair mm-hmm. and is gone. Mm-hmm. And Claudia's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Poor Sasha. Yeah. Also my catnip. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Claudia's like, we have to go get her. Yeah. And Kyle's like. No. Yeah, well, we, I mean, yeah, they they can't. For they a have to get reasons. Amy. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, like for all intents and purposes, Sasha is safe. Right, which is Kyle's point. Also, if Kyle tried to go after Doc, it would be like an all-out battle. Yeah. So, yeah, not the wisest choice to go after her. But poor Sasha. Yeah, and Claudia really does like she's not okay with it. Oh, yeah. 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 So then they they go to pick up Amy. Mm-hmm. Well, right. So Kyle rips the roof off the building. Yeah, which is so cool. <laughs> there are some really strong visuals in this book. There with, are. Like some of the action sequences, like yeah. the dragon battle and yeah. like the, 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 the image of Kyle ripping the roof off the building and like, you know everyone freaking out like it's it, very visual yeah and then know, very and the, cinematic and then the image of claudia jumping off of his back yeah <laughs> which i actually thought that was really um charming when she jumped and then she, like she she describes falling and then landing and then she's like okay that wasn't like, yeah. my best idea <laughs> yeah like she's trying to be a badass like yeah. action hero and but it's reality yeah. So, yeah i thought that was really charming yeah that was great um so She's in this, she's in, she sees Amy, mm-hmm. but the mayor has a gun to her head. Yeah. Holy shit. This guy yeah. is, I mean, he, how did he even become mayor? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just I, the worst. Yeah. Well, it's a fucked up world. Yeah, totally. But as Claudia says, she didn't do anything. No. She's just this girl. She just showed up and she was like, is my sister here? And yeah. And they were like, uh. <laughs> and then they hold her captive for days. I know. And finally, when a dragon comes to rescue her, they hold a gun to her head. Yeah. Poor Amy. I know. Oh, boy. Kyle eats the mare. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I was so hoping for. Well, yeah, me too. But I think what happens... Like, because he wants to eat the mare. And he keeps... Oh, he, yeah. He, he asks her, like, two times, should I eat him? Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, she says, I'm not going to kiss you if you eat... I'm, I'm not going to kiss that mouth if you eat him. Yeah. Like, um... So but he, it's kind of adorable that he's like, should I eat him? Yeah, like, it was pretty cute. <laughs> Which is really weird that we think that's cute. Well, it's so, like... It's one of those scenarios where he just doesn't understand why it's wrong. He's a he's a little baby dragon. He's a dragon. It's what he does when people offend him. He yeah. eats them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, she's like, no. And then the mayor shoots her. Yes. And then he eats then the Then he eats the mayor. <laughs> and then Claudia blacks out. And I think she wakes up back when 
Amy has been rescued and yeah. Kyle has gotten them out of the city and back to their nest, as he calls it. I, I really like that part. There was actually a moment where I thought she might actually die. And I was thinking to myself, no, this is a romance novel. She can't die. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I... It was actually really intense because she gets shot. Yeah, and you know? she's, like, bleeding out on the floor, and she's, like, saying goodbye to Amy and yeah. Kyle. Um, but I, b- before they have her wake up, they they do describe um, Kyle not understanding Amy when Amy's like, we need a doctor, we need a doctor. Oh, yeah. And he, like, doesn't know what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And he even thinks to himself, oh, man, I really shouldn't have, like, scoffed when Claudia tried to teach me English. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but eventually he, like, picks her up, picks, um, Claudia up and, like, starts running around the town. Yeah. (laughs) And he adorably, uh, kidnaps a doctor. Yeah, when Claudia, when Claudia wakes up, there's a doctor there and she's like, oh, we must be in Fort Dallas. And then Kyle's like, no, we're home. Yeah. (laughs) Because he kidnapped a doctor for her. Yeah, he ripped the roof off the building. And then, like, as every... I, oh, I think it said that the um the, the doctor fainted. Yeah. And so he just snatched her up, too. Yeah. And flew away. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I mean, it's... Like, on the one hand, she would be terrified. But, like, you know she's not in danger. So yeah. it's cute. She'll probably be a heroine in a later book. Maybe. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So, Claudia survives, uh, starts to heal, the doctor sews her up, and (laughs) happily ever after? Yeah, but, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There were, like, three endings to this book, and, like, they, they did do a little bit from Sasha's point of view, like, her realizing that she's with the dragon, but it was only, like, two or three pages. Mm Um, but, like, what made me laugh really hard about the end of this book was, um, from, it's Claudia's point of view, and she's there with Amy and the doctor, and Kyle is, like, off hunting somewhere or something, and she's, like, thinking about things, and she starts to think about having sex with him, and then he comes back, and he, like, Kyle comes back and picks up Amy and just takes her away, (laughs) And Claudia's like, wait, what the fuck are you doing? And Kyle's like, I I heard your thoughts. You you wish to mate. I do not want anyone around when I mate with whatever the fuck. <laughs> so weird. And so he just like drops them off in some other building and comes back and they fuck. But I was like, I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking like I was laughing so hard thinking about how confused these women must oh have my been. God, yeah. Like there was no explanation. Um, <laughs> Their part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got um sexiled. Yeah. Dragon sexiled. <laughs> so there you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. Talk of barbed penises and <laughs> <laughs> dragon fornication and <laughs> What do you want me to say, Rachel? <laughs> yeah, so um, if you have any uh, thoughts or opinions you'd like to share with regard to anything we said in the podcast, please reach out to us. Absolutely. At Optiot on Twitter. That's O-P-T-I-O-T. And Optiot Pod on Instagram. 
and our website, onepersonstrashisourtreasure.com. Hope you guys will join us for our next episode. Uh, and until next time, we're no longer. It's no Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> now we're one person's trash is our treasure.